Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always. How you doing out there? A Balls McWednesday. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house. Director Matthew looking smooth. Clean cut, buttoned up version of Director Matthew we've never seen, folks. I'm watching a young man transition in his life. As clean as three thick-cut pickle chips on a split-top bun. <laughs> We're five seconds in. It was the it was the way you delivered that. Yeah. It was the same as the mm-hmm. thick cut. You yeah. know? No, it, it's it's something to be old. I come around the corner. I'm like, Matthew, we need to go do some drugs together. You're getting too buttoned up. I kid, everybody. I kid. If he was a part of the Attitude Era of WWF, <laughs> he'd be the part of the corporation at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm like, what's happened? What's going on here? This guy's sold out. He's going to start, I'm going to grab his headphones, and he's got Phil Collins in there or something. I'm like, what is going on here? Frightened. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show, and away we go. Go over to warchant.com if you're not a member the hell's wrong with you? Become a member. Uh, number two, if you are a member, then you'll get to see. I don't know, Tom, when it gets posted. There's probably some editing to do. But I did a rather lengthy Ask Me Anything uh, and answered all the questions on video there. And it was good. Oh, sound wasn't right. People didn't even get to hear the buttoned-up Director Matthew version. It, it, you know what? It's the corporate man's fault, but it was okay. It's fine now. All right, we're good. 
We're really, really good. Uh, it is nearly upon us, and I mean football. Now, Florida State is st- – you know what's interesting? A couple things. First time in the history of the Jeff Cameron show – this is selfishly interesting, but I, it just – I made a mental note on the drive over that this is interesting. Never in 25 years of doing this show – have I ever had ice cream before it? But today I had a bowl of ice cream before I came on the air. Really? How about that in the middle of the day? Okay. Was it um, peanut butter chocolate? No, I was wondering. Well, you would have got you would have got it right. I mean, that's what I. Eat. I was just wondering if it was at a vendor or if it was in the freezer at the house. It was in the freezer at the house. Okay. I don't normally buy ice cream, but you know I've got two young boys. Yep, they're trying to bulk up, and that's what. They, well, and then everybody loves ice cream. It's delicious. But he, so the oldest one, no matter what, we go to Publix. Uh, can I stop and get ice cream? Yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker. I will always buy you ice cream or whatever, you know, because, I mean, when I was a kid, my parents did that for me. So you got to do the right thing. So anyhow, I got him some ice cream, but then he said, it's two for one. Oh, BOGO. So when he told me it was two for one and mentioned that he had his, which I think is some sort of strawberry thing, he goes, is there one that you would want? Awfully kind. Well, yeah, with your money. (laughs) Right. And I said, uh, what do they have? Chocolate peanut butter, because that's the only ice cream that matters. And he said, uh, it's the Tillamook, Dad. It's the Tillamook ice cream. They got two for one on the big ones, and, and they do have chocolate peanut butter. I said, well, then. Oh, you struck me more as a bluebell man. I am not a bluebell man. But anyhow, I'm not against it either. They want to pay me money, but it's ice cream. So the point would be the Tillamook, uh, we got it, and uh, we brought it home. And I hadn't had any, and I, uh, I've i been you know, I've been eating right. I've been working out at Orange Theory. I've been doing my thing. I got a I got, Guys, you're going to see a transformation. I'm getting down. I'm going to get lean for football. Now, not Corey Clark. Texas T lean. He's too skinny. Um, <laughs> the scissor. But I I will get – I want to get down to about 215, 210. All right. And, and so – I'm getting. I'm about to get serious on this now. It's like the quest for eight and eight in the NFL. The yeah. quest for two ten. Two ten, man. I haven't weighed two ten since I was, jeez, nineteen, twenty years, eighteen years old, something like that. So that's that's what I'm trying to do. And I said, let's get there. We'll do it. And uh, and but I had ice cream. <laughs> well, that's all right. You know who can help you out with that to stay true is Eddie. Man, he does the. Uh, Eddie is disciplined. Well, you know what he does? Yeah, he Eddie is disciplined. He does the hard 75 hard. He's got this complex where he wants to live forever. I don't want to live forever. Who the hell wants to live forever? You know, I'm trying to praise him, and there you go. Eddie, you know I got you. <laughs> Kurt writes, football season and beer will hinder your efforts, Jeffrey. Believe me, I know. Yeah, it's called the heavy season, Kurt. It is the heavy season. It's hard. Hard damn work. But I'm busier these days. I got two kids playing football, and I'm here, and I'm there, and I'm doing all that, and we've got places to be. Maybe maybe I won't be left to my own devices. I'll always be working and moving around. There's going to be, I mean, there always is for you in these functions, but uh, there's going to be free beer on Friday, man. Mm. Free beer. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you can drink beer. You just got to do all the other things right. You can't, you, you got to you gotta be locked in on your workouts. You got to be locked in, you know, you sleep. Sleep's important to losing weight. Yeah. Very yeah. important. So you got to do all those things. I'm just, you know what? I'm glad to be busy. The kind of stuff we're busy with. You went to practice today. I did not. I had an eye appointment. You see how I'm getting all my doctor's appointments out of the way. Mm-hmm. We got cleaned mm-hmm. out. We're good to go. Yeah. Clean bill of health, everybody. You guys have asked. I appreciate you asking. I'm good to go. My man said, don't need to see you for 10 years. Now, I know that's a lie. 
That's a lie. They tell you that. But with the way everybody's getting colon cancer these days, I mean, you got 20-year-olds out here with colon cancer. That stinks. It's awful. I don't know, you know. We can get into a long discussion about that. But here's the deal. It, it, what ends up happening is uh, I think they want you to be checked out a little bit more uh, frequently. Unfortunately for you, Tom, you came along in the wrong era. Uh, the era of the processed food and soda yeah, for correct. your entire childhood. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, sure. So, yeah, you're going to be checked on a little bit more frequently. Our mutual friend Cotty has offered, you know, the, the lightning lane, if you will. You know, by the way, uh, when I went in last, I'll mention this, ever, they have a list of doctors, and I didn't pick the doctor. I just, I have a main physician, you know, primary oh, care. Oh, he physician. looks gentle. No. <laughs> How big are your hands? So, uh, primary care physician, right? That's what you have. And my primary care physician said, Well, here's what we need you to do, you know, blah, 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 blah. I went, All right, I'll do it. Set up, let's go set up the appointment, and I'll, and I'll do it. So, I didn't ask about who specifically would be doing the procedure because I don't really care. As long as they're qualified. <laughs> Keith, Keith's doing it. He's just a friend of mine. He's going to do it. He lives next door. He's got no training, but he's going to do it. No, so I wanted somebody to, you know, and I get in there and they go, uh, so do you know who's doing it? And I see uh, Dr. Cottrell on there. I see that uh, Keith's uh, dad, who I know well, is on there. I go, I should have picked him. But then I thought about him. I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't pick him. Right, right. kind of awkward. You know, it'd be yeah. a little bit weird. Good to see you again, Doc. Here's my ass. So, you know, it's kind of weird. You wouldn't, it would be a strange thing. So I'm glad I didn't. And it turned out to be somebody I didn't know, and he did a great job. Right. That's the the next time you see him, the, oh, hey, eye contact. Everybody, oh, oh yeah. hey. <laughs> Can I get you a beer, big shooter? Oh, man. So, yeah. So, anyhow, that was, that was fine. And then uh, now I got my eyes checked. Now I got my eyes checked. New contacts in here today. If I got a splitting headache and we go wayward, it's the new contacts. But you'll be happy, and everybody who does the production and all this will be happy. No more reflections from my glasses. Don't need them. Don't need them. Don't need oh, the readers. There you go. All right. No problems there. We're going to be good to go. See you my soul. What's the name of the guy who plays Pauly in uh, Rocky? Burt Young. There Burt we go. Young. I worked through right. it. Yeah. Uh, in Mickey Blue Eyes. Those glasses. Those the Coke bottle glasses that he had in Mickey Blue. It's, it's hilarious. It's the reflection. That's what it looked like at times. And it's not <laughs> your fault. It's the no. way that the uh, everything's set up there. What but. are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mickey Blue. Uh, so what I will tell you is uh, that I, I'm feeling better every day. I've got uh, everything locked in, but now we start the process. Now we begin the process. I'm also in a good mood because the Pirates have taken the first two games of the series against the Cardinals, guaranteeing the series victory, and I hate the Cardinals, and they're in dead-ass last, and it's funny. Yeah, take that, best fans of baseball. Dead-ass last. Anyhow, so that's fun. Now they'll beat our ass today because I said that, but that's all right. Laser's not an option for me, guys. Appreciate you weighing in. To the team itself, Tom, how was practice today? I heard the great Jordan Travis was great. Indeed he was. There was a throw in 11-on-11 outside to Keon Coleman that was so good over very good coverage from Fentrell Cypress that as it was arriving— I like every part of this sentence. Mm -hmm. Let's just stop right there. You don't even have to say anything else. Jordan threw a beautiful ball to Keon Coleman, who's back kicking ass, and Fentrell Cypress had great coverage. We're done talking. Yep, in a bucket. And it was so well thrown that as it was arriving, Mike Norvell stands with two arms to the sky. I wish they would have let us film that moment because it would have been a great photo to get of Mike celebrating the greatness that was that football play. He really was happy with practice. I watched the trenches more than the the 11 on 11, but Jordan was solid the whole day through. And then uh, our guy Braden Fisk, what do you know, made a name for himself again in 11 on 11 work. Always. Always does, man. Ah, and the best rep of one-on-ones today? 
Jared Verse against Jeremiah Byers, and it was something to behold. So here's the deal, man. Um, I think that there it's a wrap. Just put the game plan in, and let's start slowly moving our way through here. I know there are limited practices right now. That's good. Let's just what what tomorrow you got practice, and then nothing on Friday that we're allowed to go to. Yeah, exactly. Saturday night, a brief little thing. It might be in the stadium. That's my guess. It's a seven thirty to nine o'clock. They got the new LED lighting in the stadium. They might go through some of their processes for the locker room and all that. Are they ser- serving beer to the press that goes? I might bring some. Well, there you go. I might be in for that then. Yeah. A little Saturday night at the stadium. I don't know if that gets my credential revoked. But... It doesn't. Just don't bring it up again. <laughs> They're not checking your bag, man. They trust us. What's in the bag? Well, don't we, worry about what's in my bag. We go sit up in the stands. We do sit up in the stands. We did this last year, and it was hotter than Hades, so at least they moved it yeah. to, to a night. Remember that last year? We were sitting out there about to die, and it wasn't yeah. as hot as it is this year. Correct. It was much better in the spring. Spring was fun because yeah. it was Masters week, and as I recall- We were uh, watching the Masters yeah. weeks to Matt. Matt pulled up his, his laptop so yeah. we could watch the coverage because there was a lot of special teams that day. I need a win this week, guys. I need a win this week. You know, circling back, I really thoroughly, uh, I really did thoroughly enjoy answering the Ask Me Anything questions on the Warchant.com message boards. They're called message boards, Tom. Those, that's where they are, right there. On the TC. On the Tribal Council. Section TC. Yeah. I laughed. There was a guy on there who was opposed to me being on there answering questions he wrote no <laughs> where you had the spot that said ask jeff jeff will be answering questions here the, 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 the prompt everybody was very nice they had things to say questions to ask and all that and then one guy like halfway down no <laughs> I, I was like that's awesome i don't even know what that is no tom no screw jeff don't put him on here keep him off the boards hey. Nobody says no to me. They can he, say no to you all they want. He didn't want Nobody to be on the no boards. Tell him no. Anyhow, so that made me laugh. That was good. I, because of those questions, had a reason to go down memory lane. And because some of the questions were, you know, tailgate-related stories, um, greatest moment inside a doke that I can remember. It's the touchdown pass to Lawrence Dossie in the 1990 Florida State-Florida game. And it's an electric atmosphere. It's, it's, it's at night. It's against Florida. And it's crazy. It's, it's an awesome play. We won that game, I'm assuming? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't pick a loss. I, well, the thing is, I, I think my favorite moment, just because of how fluky it was. Oklahoma? Yeah. To Rashad Green? Clint Trickett's first pass. It's a prayer. It is answered, the prayer. And Rashad House calls it, and the whole place, that, that whole day was amazing. Everything around the stadium, in the stadium, mm-hmm. it shook that night in a way I've never felt it shake since. And in that moment, it was, oh my God. I had just, I had never seen anything or heard anything like that in, in the lost decade. It was a completely different experience. So there are some losses that I've been a part of at Duke that were incredible. That's one of them, the Oklahoma game. But we the, the Miami games of yesteryear, some of which we lost, including the wide right, were incredible. I mean, incredible. And I was also at 26-25 in 87 when we lose, and that is crushing. I mean, I was in high school, but that that, that is crushing, that loss. I still remember the tree by which we tailgated. There's a picture of me, uh, speaking of being skinny, I think I'm 170 pounds, and uh, 
and it's my dad and some other guys that some of which are dead. I mean, it's times change, man. Yeah. But anyhow, yeah, that game was insane. But yeah, for, there was something about I'd come back from Johnson City, Tennessee, just for this game for the Florida State Florida game, and I went with some friends, and uh, it's a, it's Casey Weldon to Lawrence Dossie. And it's a 75, 76-yard pass. And it's the second play of the game. We ran off tackle to the left on the first play. And that stadium was, I mean, they were it was brimming. You could tell the enthusiasm. And then, bam, downtown. Yeah, the uh, – the And tw- I love Dossie, so. The 2010 Florida game for me is, is probably the best in a win. And it wasn't even the second half where the student section, there's a catharsis in the student section where they're saying all kinds of ridiculous things. But no worse than what the Florida players were saying to each other on the sidelines, I promise you. It was the standing eight count of stopping the fake punt, and it was Justin Bright who helps make the play. But everybody in the building is thinking, come on, finish the job. They are ready to lay down, and it's the next play. It's Ponder to Rodney Smith in the back right corner of the end zone. Touchdown. And you know in that moment, it's off our back. We are going to a different place as a program. This is a different night. And not only did we beat them 31-7, to But then, as you recall, we needed a result in the ACC in order to be able to go to Charlotte the next week. And they put that game on the screen, on the big screen. So as the players are celebrating on the field, field. you're watching, uh, was it Maryland? It it was Maryland. Maryland. It was Maryland, yeah. You needed a result, and it was happening. It's just everything about that day was the exact opposite of what it was the previous five years. James P., stop being a bitch five minutes into the show with this nonsense again. I'm going to ban your sorry ass with this nonsense. Secondly... Um, let me just, let me just say this, the, and I'm sorry, I, I took care of that. Uh, that was James B. No, it, it wasn't. It was James P. I know. Yeah. There's a band of B. Oh yeah. Well, unban him and J- ban James P real quick. Hurry up. There, here, I'll get to it. There we go. Now fix James B. I didn't mean to do that to you, James B. What's the most classic moment you've had in the 93.3 Studios, Tom? Well, it's probably the James <laughs> P. James B. banning moment. <laughs> well, get James B. back on. I apologize, James B. Have we fixed this situation? Now I feel guilty. He's missing uh, out on the show. <laughs> director's working on it. <laughs> He's like, you're just steady. Somebody text James B. Who gave Jeff the ban hammer? I've got the band hammer at all times. Get the hammer away from him. I didn't mean to do that to you, James B. People, James B is like, what? What have I done? He's typing right now. Nobody can see it is what's happening. (laughs) What what have I done? Yeah. I know the way to fix this. We'll, We'll do it in the break, James B. You hang tight. He can't hear you. Oh, he can hear. It's about commenting. He can't. Yeah. These are two different functions. Friday. What are we doing Friday? We're going to be a corner pocket bar and grill. Let's get this out here. Let's get the show on the road, everybody. Uh, here we go. This Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, we're getting together at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill if you're in Tallahassee, Florida. That's on Appalachian Parkway. It's an all-timer. We will be there in celebration of you guys. It is the listener appreciation party, okay? Uh, I see his E-Chan. I'll get to it. Uh it's the listener appreciation party. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a blast, and we're going to be giving away T-shirts. How many do we give away? Uh, we've got under 150. Oh, buddy. you got to be ready to go. The Vernon Company came strong. Yes, they These did. T-shirts are awesome. They will be delivered on Friday. We will hand them out, uh, and I look forward to it. We'll be having a conversation. 
a few uh, a few drinks and a good time will be had by all. Yes, and much of the tab for your drinks will be picked up by our friends at the Battle's End for this event. So there will be more details. Frankly, I need to talk to Bill Hayes, the owner of the Corner Pocket, to see what exactly will be gratis. But we ha- the Battle's End says, hey, we've got a budget and we want people to have some drinks on us. Just remember us when the time comes at the Battle's End that if you like good players... You know, I remember that time the, we got you some free drinks. It's the easiest thing in the world, too, by the way, guys. And they got a golf tournament coming up. Uh, the Battle's End does. Uh, in our, <laughs> James B., you're back. Sorry about that. Uh, the <laughs> the golf tournament in Orlando, Tom, we need to we need to promote that for our friends at the Battle's End. We're going to yes. do that here today because, you guys, there's an opening in here, and I think you're going to save some money and get in there and play uh, this A thing. lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. Because you're hooked up with us, and we – Want to do the right thing by the Battles Inn. It's been a pleasure working with them, of course. And by the way, yeah, like Tom just said, if you like good players, then then you're going to thank the Battles Inn because uh, retention was a big deal. And then also mm-hmm. acquisition turned out to be a big deal too. I, I believe this year, just uh, looking at the roster and thinking about the NFL futures of so many Florida State Seminoles that will be on the field two Sundays from now against LSU. A lot of NFL futures on that field. A lot next year. I think acquisition might be a larger part of the pie next year for the 2024 Knowles than retention. I think that's the way well, that that budget will can, swing. Can I just say that one of the things we're already seeing is the situation with uh, the improvement of high school recruiting. Acquisition. Mm-hmm. That is acquisition, but it's a different kind of acquisition. Oh, we've, sure. We've acquired talent in the yeah. portal forever, yeah. uh, or since it's uh, you know been around, and... Now, now we're acquiring talent that Alabama thought they were going to get, that Georgia certainly thought they were going to get. Multiple ways. Mm. It's Jeff Cambridge Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27, you can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's, and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. 
Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and, of course, War Chant TV on a Balls Wednesday. Welcome in here. Well, it's good to hear they were sharp today, and it's also not surprising. They've been building to this moment. You know, I think it's good to take time here to reflect on how camp has been run. I mean, we are we are not all that far away from playing this football game. Basically, you get through this week, and even even through this week is a bit of a stretch. I mean, they're on the other side of the second scrimmage now. They are prepping for LSU and as they should be. And I, I just wondered with a, I, I think level of competition and, uh, you know, the number of battles for jobs, et cetera, that there were going to be on the line coming into camp, what this camp would look like. Uh, I tend to side with those that believe, and again, I'm older, so it makes sense that I would, but I think it's accurate to say, coaches say this too, by the way, it's not just me, it coaches, but they, they have to adhere to the, the newer rules. Uh, the, the practices these days are not nearly as hard as they used to be. So when you hear a coach say things like, well, we, had, we you know, it was a grueling day, it was a tough day, mm. not comparatively speaking. But I do think for the modern player who's never been through those old days, some days are a lot tougher than others. But I wondered to what degree they would hit, how often they would hit, how often they'd hit, like, go live live for everybody not named Jordan Travis? Like, how often would you let guys get taken to the ground? How often would you let guys come up and lay the wood? Like, play football. Play real football. Because that really does reveal a lot. And when you're trying to distinguish between a starter and a backup, and the degree is uh, infinitesimal, it's, it can be the thing that helps you decide. And this guy's tough for coming up against the run. This guy's tougher play and play out when we're live. He just he shows a little bit more grit. This guy's got better technique and tackling if it's a defensive player, whatever it might be. And you know, you might say this guy's intangibles are equal. The, these two guys run the same time. They're about the same weight. They're both very gifted. They're both going to contribute. How do I discern who's the starter and who isn't? And I think a lot of times when you're playing big boy football and pads in which everybody's live, that teaches you what you need to know. Yeah, agreed. And and I think this team at this point. I hate to use the the cliche, but it is what it is in a good way. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I know what my concerns are. They've crystallized into a couple of places for concerns. And a lot of the hard part is, for example, one of those concerns is interior of the offensive line against better defensive fronts, like they'll see against LSU and Clemson the first month. Correct. I think if you're looking for a weakness on the offense, that's where you go. Is it a startling weakness? No. But I'd like to know what Braden Fisk is against an LSU offensive line and a Clemson offensive line. If he's dominant against everybody that we play 12 games this season, then that means our offensive line and then the interior especially is pretty good. Pretty good. Because they they hold up Braden from time to time, but there are other moments where a player like him or a, or a farmer uh, or Daryl Jackson certainly, and you go, man, okay. Is that a function of those players being truly gifted or is it a combination of those guys are good and we could be a little bit better in that specific area? When you go head-to-head every day, you just can't know. You just can't know. 
Yeah, there is always a blind spot waiting on you when you only watch one team practice day in and day out, and this is the fear every coach has. And certainly when we're asked to give opinions about what a team can be or cannot be, you are juxtaposing that with the understanding that I'm not watching Ohio State's practice. I'm not I don't I'm not there to see Georgia play. It would be eye-opening to go to those practices in a good and bad way. I think there'd be areas of though and and this is how you know you've come a long way. If tomorrow they plopped Tom down and me down and the rest of the group here that analyzes these practices uh at a Georgia practice or a, a, a Florida practice or a USC practice, whomever, Texas, we'd see things where we'd say, wow, they're they're a little bit more skilled at this segment group than us. They've got an opportunity to probably exploit in different ways than we do here. And then there'll be other areas where you're like, oh, wow, Florida State is miles ahead of them in this, this, and this. There's a part of me that believes that Florida State is miles ahead in, in many areas compared, relative to its competition. But you just you can't know that yet. So even though I believe that that might be the case. We can't know it until they play. You've got a couple of, of areas that when we play first quarter against LSU, I'm going to be looking at this when the offense is on the field and that when the defense is on the field. Let's see how they stack up. I had a question in the uh, AMA that uh, was about, basically it was offense and defensive line stuff or where, where am I going to be looking closely when the game starts to try to get answers that I can't get being at practice. And I, and I said, listen, against an SEC team, it's always the line of scrimmage. It's always only the line of scrimmage. Here's why. And coaches in that league will tell you this. Skill position players are found all over America. They're everywhere. Group of five, power five, superstar, top 10 caliber teams to teams not ranked. I can find you. Look at Boston College, how many receivers and corners and players they've had that went on to the league and are really good players, players where you're like, that kid's going to be a star. It exists everywhere. You can, because of seven-on-seven, year-round training, you can find receivers, you can find corners, you'll find elite running backs all over the country, no matter the caliber of the program. What you never find in and why the SEC rules college football specifically why the SEC rules college football more than any other conference anywhere is the depth of offensive and defensive line talent uh, year in and year out. It's it's not just that the starting five is good. It's that the backups are good. It's that they have a plethora of really uniquely gifted and very big offensive and defensive linemen. When I said last year, Tom, and this is – and Ira and I would argue about this till we're blue in the face – Georgia would have lined up against FSU in that playoff and run rough shot over Florida State. They would have beat that defensive line's ass. They would have. It would have been violent and nasty. And I, I will argue that to no end. And I hate saying it. I don't like it. But that was an area where immediately I thought we wouldn't be able to overcome that. They would, they would run violently and frequently at that defensive line last year as composed – because of injury and various other reasons, as it was comprised, I should say, at the end of last year, Florida State had zero chance to get stops against that Georgia team. So the question was, when you go from last year to this year, would, will they? Well, let's find out. We get the test right off the bat against LSU, who I suspect is going to test your defensive line and say, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. And I think the answer is going to be a resounding, we got a lot. 
We got a lot. We're good, man. We're good. You're going to need to do some other things. Now, whether that's true in week nine, I don't know. But in week one, I think the answer is yes. We are man enough, big enough, strong enough, deep enough, talented enough there. Yeah, I would agree, especially on the defensive line for the SEC. I think that if you go top to bottom in either division, I agree with they've that. got more defensive line talent. Offensive line's a fickle thing. It even is in the NFL. Comes and goes, of course Nobody's got backups in the NFL that could play any offensive line at all. There's, at any given time, so the 32 teams in the NFL, I'm not saying 160. I'm saying there's probably 125 good offensive linemen Maybe in the less. NFL. Maybe less. Maybe less. Maybe less. At any given moment. Think about that. It's a hard position to stay healthy at. It's a yeah. hard position. By the way, nowadays, it's a lot more difficult to find guys that are plug-and-play offensive linemen in NFL systems than it was in yesteryear because they don't practice it the same way they used to, and they yeah. don't run the offenses the same way they used to. So it's really fascinating. You get a lot of guys who aren't capable of coming into the league and just being as dominant as they were in college, not because of the physical detriment, but because of the systems. I would agree with you, but even now that the NFL is integrating a lot of college they are. systems, they, they absolutely are. And it's graduating up. It used to trickle down to how it graduates up because they, they don't have answers. They don't they can't run three yards in a cloud of dust. Even still, like most times, if you're down two offensive linemen in a given week in the NFL, you're done. Like you've got you're little to no trouble. chance. You're in huge trouble unless you've got a magic man like Mahomes right. who can make mistakes go away. And, and I think to a degree that's the case in college football as well. Yeah, the haves have, you know, maybe seven or eight good offensive linemen at any given time. We're one of those. We're one this of those year. finally. But you don't have remember the Cowboys offensive line from oh. five, six years ago or the Raiders offensive line yeah. early in Carr's career and you're thinking, these guys are just maulers. Monsters. All of them left to right. San Francisco currently, yeah. I mean, A&M, actually Jimbo had one of those a couple years ago. There aren't a whole lot of them where you say that offensive line is without a doubt the strength of the football team. Alabama's had a bunch of them. They did. It, they before, had a long stretch. You went Landon, yeah, I mean, Dickerson and all them, those, yeah. guys, that, those were grown-ass men. I, I would say 1.0 saving those eras did as well because they had awful well, they had no quarterbacks. Quarterback. They didn't need one. But they didn't need one because their offensive line was that good. Well, they, run it. they had a Heisman candidate at running back and a bunch of them. They had all-world receivers. Yeah. All you needed was a guy not to lose the game at quarterback. Yeah. No, I, I just that's the area you're always going to stare stare down at the start of these games. Can you be violent and stand up against the run, a downhill rushing attack against an SEC team when you're not part of it, when you're not in that league? That's what you want to see. Now, I think the answer is going to be yes to that. It's one of the reasons I like Florida State in the game. I think they will be able to do that. So. You know, I think they'll block it up as well. There was a really good rep today in one-on-ones from Keandre Jones against Daryl Jackson. Mm. I have not seen Daryl Jackson get handled like that maybe in all of camp. And that's what's in Keandre, for example, in short yardage. You just look at that body type. He is a stout SEC offensive lineman. Played at Auburn, played a bunch at Auburn. So he's not scared or by somebody being a massive dude across from him. He sees those every week. I like having the options that Florida State has. Mike Norvell said on Sunday after the scrimmage they have eight that they trust. I think it's going to be ten before long. I think they'll have ten guys. The question I have is, with the three tackles, the three principal guys that we like, and Robert Scott and Bless Harris and Jeremiah Byers. Which one's going to guard? Is it worth the risk to put one of them at guard, too? Because do you like your fourth tackle option? You know, what what Are they better served with having a primary tackle in case of emergency and leaving that guy fresh on the sideline or rotating two of them in and out as the game goes along, then they are moving a guy inside. I'm starting to waver on the answer to that. 
is the juice worth the squeeze to move your third tackle? Because I don't know that I feel great about tackle four, tackle five right now. I don't feel great about tackle four, tackle five. I do I do think we have three legit, very good tackles. A fourth that would be adequate. I think Darius can help you and be adequate, but the problem is he's your Swiss Army knife at center as well, so that would not be ideal. It's um it's an interesting situation, but one that I'm really buoyed by because it was two years ago, man, that you barely had five that you thought yeah. you could run out there and play and feel good about. So, so you didn't have an offensive line is what we were saying. You had guys you could get by with that, you know, had to play. And now we're debating about shuffling guys that you know if they started at their regular positions would be very good and wondering if you're better off with them as a, you know in a secondary position because of their talent. But if not, that's okay. I've got a locked and loaded starter on my bench that a guy that would start anywhere in this league and maybe most of the SEC at a very critical position. Not like a right guard, but a starting tackle. And I will say, I know that we were, now that we're on the other end of it, you know, they, they talked openly about Robert Scott, management, and all that kind of stuff. I've been very impressed. I've been very impressed. This is, I they have three starters, legitimate starters at tackle. If there's no qualifiers, there's no, eh, I don't know. They have three starters at tackle, and I don't know how they're going to manage it, but I'm glad that they have that issue to manage. I'm just going to be watching the defensive front against the LSU's offensive line. Then from there, we'll work out. We'll work out from there. I'm just going to watch that early. If that's stout against the run and you can't line up and run the ball against us and now it's second and long and third and medium or long every time you try, you're changing and dictating terms of the game that benefit greatly. Now, again, getting that kid on the ground is tough, so – I love that we have a verse. I love that we have a Peyton. I love that Gilbert Edmonds had a good camp. I love that we have guys inside that can win one-on-ones and pressure the passer up, passer up the gut and Braden Fisk. I love that, right? But he's still a handful. He's still a guy that, you know, Iris said it yesterday that he was talking to one of the coaches about Jaden Daniels, and they mentioned in the game last year that even though on film they'd seen him, we'd all seen him before, that – uh, they didn't realize just how fast he was. They knew he was athletic. They'll make you miss in a phone booth, as they say. But they didn't realize how ath- how fast he really was until he ran past them on the sideline. He broke contain, got outside, and turned the corner. And there was a sound when he ran by that you hear. Uh, you, you tend to hear it with one of our running backs hits the corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sound changes the way you view the game. You're like, whoa, oh, okay. Got that kind of yeah. What for do you? There was uh, I remember the time that we saw Marcus Mariota in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and oh, man. it was the first half, and it was a situation where it looked like it was going to be a score fest. It wasn't you know, like we lose. It wasn't anything like that. No, but no. it was, ooh, well, yeah. Jalen and Derwin have a chance here to make a play. Jalen specifically in the corner. And you know how quick he is. He wasn't close. No, y- yeah, Mar- Mariota had legit jets. You say, all right, that's a gain of six, and it's twelve. Because you know, he's got the corner, like, all right, that's six, second and four. Oh, okay, 12 yards. I remember being pissed. I was like, ah, oh, man. That's okay. <laughs> that's what you, you kind of yeah. shuffle on your seat uncomfortably. He's yeah. Like, all right, all right. Think how many times Dalvin did that to people. Oh. Imagine how many times defenses thought they had the angle, got beat. Happens, happens. You're adjusting to person's speed that you have not seen in practice. You don't know. Early in games, all teams have to deal with that. Okay, he's a little bit quicker than I thought. Oh, he got, got the angle on me there. Okay. But then there's that moment where you're like, oh, no. 
Oh no, that is a different kind of speed here. Can't really account for this. You know who's got that too? Destin. Yeah. Yeah. There was a play today where he's getting the, the corner and it goes from third gear to fifth. It's almost like you skip fourth. And it's just, you better get that kid on the ground now. Because if you don't, you're not going to. It's that pressure that it puts on somebody who's in a one-on-one situation. And you're probably 40-60 to make the tackle, but I've got to make it. And you can see that when it happens, the pressure mm-hmm. on a kid. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they'll falter because now they're domed up. Speed can dome you up, and Destin's got it. I'll tell you another guy that today in one-on-ones, Jaheim Bell. I thought it was... Hakeem Williams or Toa Feely because it was a single-digit number. And I know he's a giant human being. and You couldn't confuse him with Toa Feely, but the speed. And I see the single digit. I go, oh, okay, Hakeem. And it was six. I go, oh, oh he, 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 You don't want any part of that, man. Goodness gracious. You don't want any part of that. That guy is a nightmare. I've talked about it from the standpoint of anybody who has to come up and tackle that. And then also the athleticism to make plays, adjusting his body, mid middle of the field. One guy comes up, bounces off that. That's a touchdown. You've got – he's a difference maker, and he's going to be a huge difference maker all year long. Could be a, could be the star of this game because they have to pick their yeah. poison, and yeah. I, he could be the star of this game. That is – okay, so we've done prize pick stuff in years past. Um, this team is impossible on offense to do a prize picks for. It's impossible. Like If you get to the receiver category, and here's Johnny Wilson over under 64.5 yards. Here's Keon Coleman, 47.5 yards. Jaheim Bell. 45 and a half yards. I'm not, it, like, you I'm can't not bad, touch it. You, okay, I'm glad we're talking gambling. You're damn right I'm talking gambling. I, I But we got to go to break. But I'm just going to say, I think that it's probably unwise. So, word for the wise. It's rather unwise to bet Florida State props this year. Yeah. Because they can win the game any way you want to play it. If you decide you're taking away the pass, we're going to run the ball all day long. And if you want to take that away, They've got so many different guys that they can exploit a matchup, and it's game to game. So you think you got a handle on Johnny Wilson or Keon Coleman, and it's Jaheim Bell's day. Then you work on taking Jaheim Bell away. Well, you know, it could be Jordan with his legs that day. Could, a lot of things yeah. that you really just can't account for, and it makes it hard to, to really pinpoint a bet. No, I think the only things that you can prop on are, are team totals or first-half team totals. If you're feeling good and you just think this, they can't set the number high enough, that's the approach I would take. Because Jordan could throw for 350 or run for 140. Trey Benson could run for a buck 20 or run for 30. Like it just, and three touchdowns. You just don't know. It's impossible. Jordan could have, I mean, Jordan's up and downs are going to be uh, amazing. And by up and down, I mean just in terms of compiling numbers, not in performance. Because he's patient enough to just say, okay, well, the, today's not a day that I throw for 330. They're taking it away. We're going to run the ball and dink and dunk, and we'll be fine. He also – I know, I understand that he's in a non-contact jersey, but we saw this towards the end of the season, and I think he's gotten better at it. When he's out in the open field and contact is coming, you can tell he's already prepped mentally for how to get down, when to get down, and to avoid any wear and Good. tear that's unnecessary. Well, we don't – yeah. I mean, the season's on the line. Let's it, go ahead and get down. Those two yards don't matter, unless they do. Unless it's the fourth quarter and we're tied and it's a huge moment. Other than that – up 24 against BC ain't the time to dive for that first town, Jordan. We're going to be all right. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, guys. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and 
I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show rolling on here, and uh, i got to tell you, this makes me laugh. Thanks, Eric. College football is back this weekend. Jeff and Tom Tallboys Saturday. Appreciate the contribution. I need to take a look at those that I've overlooked. Dustin wrote first drink on me this weekend. Fellas, get a couple games in before our season begins. Football is finally here. Go Knowles. Of course, Z-Chan uh, wrote in memory of James B. We love you, man. Even if Jeff doesn't, I have no problem with James B. I was trying to ban James B. I just couldn't deal with that nonsense today or yesterday or the day before. Woo! Old mm. Dustin asked one of my favorite questions in a press conference ever. Ever. This Which, is 10 years ago, 11 mm-hmm. years ago, asking Jimbo, could you use Greg Reed on offense? And Jimbo was like, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> and Dustin goes, because it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and Jimbo was like, yeah, yeah. Because it would be pretty yeah. cool is yeah. the best part of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the things in which we do. We got got a lot of good players on offense now. It's like, well, but Greg is pretty special. Garnet Gold Glory writes, anyone else want a Mickey Andrews interview? I'd love to know what he thinks about this year. You know, I sat over at, um, where did we do that event? I did it, oh, Madison Social. I uh, sat and did an interview. It was me and Mickey Andrews and uh, Eric Llewellyn, and we did an event over there a while back, and Mickey Andrews was the guest of honor. Almost 10 years ago now. I think it is, yeah. And uh, I was able to talk with him and before and after that interview, and it was a lot of fun. And he's, he's, he's just a great guy to talk to, a great guy to talk to. I, Mickey has not come around as much uh, this camp. Spotted him once. Yeah. 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 Oh, he was out there, but he has not been around as much this camp as he has been in the past. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how he feels about this team, but he's always fun to talk football with. I know that, and I know he's beloved. Secondhand information, but uh, Ira told me that he asked Mastromano if he knows that he can run past the line of scrimmage now. Does he understand that rule? Like, good natured, but he wanted to go he find Alex to, to sure. ask him. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can keep with with the ball. So Mike Norvell spoke at the quarterback club meeting last night, and I'm sure that was a huge hit. And uh, as somebody who did the introductions for the quarterback club meetings for a long time or for you know, a number of years, uh, I must say that 
Are you guys laughing about any ladies in the chat? Yeah, I am, yeah. That is really well done. And just your mom is a good response, too. Uh, <laughs> Our ass is in the jackpot now, okay? <laughs> um, but... I, that crowd is always ready for a fired-up coach, and I'm sure he was. You know, that's another aspect that we haven't talked as much about. Maybe we'll get into that next hour. Everything's the build-up to the season now, but, you know, the way Mike – so we've learned valuable lessons. Going back to Jimbo, certainly with Willie, we learned this lesson big time. And I think with Mike to some degree as well, how you talk about a team to your alumni base – your booster base, your supporters of any kind, is important. If you're Jimbo, you got to do it. Yeah, you actually have to bother to show up and do it. That's right. But how you describe your team, whether you raise expectations or temper expectations, um, then, you know, it's important because you want to obviously undersell and over-deliver. But it's hard to do with this team. It's hard to undersell this team and over-deliver with this team. You, everybody knows you got dudes, real dudes. And that's why I said, I'll keep saying it, two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you, Adam Fuller. Jeez. This team has players. No, and, and, Tom, you also have the right secondary coach, which you didn't have a year ago. So you went out and got a guy. There's real talent on the back end. You're loaded up front. First-round draft pick coming off the edge. Man, I'll be out there half-stepping at him. Hour number two, forthcoming.